You're listening to The Marketing Analytics Show, brought to you by Supermetrics. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. This podcast is brought to you by Supermetrics. Over half a million marketers use Supermetrics to move data from popular marketing platforms such as Facebook, Google Analytics, and HubSpot to their favorite analytics reporting and data warehouse tools, including Google Sheets, Excel, Google Data Studio, Google BigQuery, and more. Give Supermetrics a spin and start your 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. I'm your host, Anna Shutko, and today our guest star is Oli Delara, founder and CTO of DreamData.io, a B2B attribution tool and revenue data platform. In this episode, you'll learn what data a marketer should collect, join, and sort in order to understand B2B growth, as well as the key metrics to pay attention to, typical reports a B2B company should consider creating, and the audience for each report, the difference in the data you need for B2B and B2C companies, and some limitations of Google Analytics in B2B cases. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, Ole, for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Um, looking forward to, to having a talk with you. All right. Awesome. Yes, I'm very excited about this episode. And let's start with the first question. So what data does a marketer need to collect, join, and sort in order to understand B2B growth? And what are the key metrics there to pay attention to? So I think that's always, uh, <laughs> well, the, the real answer is really complex, I think, but what we are seeing more and more marketing teams uh, started caring a lot about is actually revenue. I think marketing teams always cared about revenue, but more teams are starting to actually try to understand how their activities and their acquisition of customers impacting the revenue uh, to understand that more directly. And that's what we at Dream Data help those marketers. We help them to collect the data of all activities their customers or, or, or leads are doing. And so that one source, like tracking activity on your website. But this type of activity can also come from a, from other places like your CRM system. You probably also have some activity data there. Maybe you have a system to, if that's not your CRM, to register people that attended a webinar, attended uh, the conference. These days, maybe less conferences, but still, maybe you have a system to send where you're sending emails and registering where your leads and customers are opening and clicking the, the emails. All that activity is the activity that we're trying to understand and see what of those activities are helping us drive growth. And by growth, more and more marketers are talking about like revenue. How do we impact revenue directly? both short-term and long-term. Yeah, awesome. I do love the revenue orientation there. And now just to follow up, uh, you were talking about different types of data that you need to collect in order to be able to accurately assess what's the course of action. Uh, so now could you please tell us uh, what are the main differences between the data you need to collect for B2KB companies versus the data you need to collect for B2C companies? So high level, if we start there, then... For a B2C company, we are trying to track the individual user who's the person who's going to uh, buy uh, from us. At a B2B level, then we're trying to track the company and all the individuals who's involved in making the decision to buy the product. The larger deals, of course, the longer journey, I think that counts for both these. But particularly for B2B, we're seeing journeys being very long. 
I think the decision of uh, buying multi uh, either hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, software or just tens of thousand dollars software is often several months. Uh, the journey can be very long. I think we are seeing a lot of our customers having journeys of uh, everything between uh, one month and 18 months long on average. And so so you have to track and understand activities over a long period of time with B2B. B2C, I mean, they admit if you need to buy a car, that can also be a long decision. But in many cases, B2C is a little bit shorter. So the it's probably the easiest way is to understand, if you're trying to understand the classical e-commerce where you are buying your shoes, your clothes, your uh, electronics. Those kind of things are often happening relatively fast. And the journey towards there is shorter. And so typically here, uh, you look not that far back. And the activities to get you to buy are things that happened maybe the last 30 days or similar. And that makes it much easier to track. And then on this other side is the user who you are tracking is also the decision maker. It's also the one with the money. It's all the personas you have to care about. It's that one individual. When B2B, you have to care about multiple. Maybe there's legal involved. Maybe there's some tech people involved. And they need to validate that at least often experts, then there's the decision maker who's the boss or who's the one with the money. There are multiple kind of personas and they are often different people. And that's the biggest differences uh, between B2B and B2C. All right. Yeah, great. Uh, Now let's talk a bit about the reports. So uh, what are the typical reports a B2B company should consider creating? And maybe you're just talking about, you know, legal and different kinds of stakeholders involved. So if you could tell us more about the audiences, so say if we create those different reports for a B2B company, who is the audience for each of these reports then? Yeah, so, so it of course depends on your company. And so you should definitely like consider uh, whether all types of reports uh, fit your company as specific, but, but often you want to try to understand uh, what's the journey uh, customers are taking and what are the touch points that are kind of leading to an acquisition. How do you acquire the customer? Uh, what's the channels you acquire? And so, so I think this is a little bit the same report. I mean, it's probably different nuances, but like it's the same report. You're trying to understand what happened towards a purchase. Did people come from Google Ads? Did they come? Was the conferences important? What activities kind of led to us acquiring the customer? And here, I mean, this leans towards attribution. The first version of it might not be attribution. Here, you're just trying to like map up what are people doing before you acquire, like they, they become customers, um, so that you can start segmenting that saying, okay, well, actually, all our good leads, they come from Google Ads, or all our le- good leads, they they actually, they might come from Google Ads, but they convert as soon as we kind of present them with some emails or sales call them or whatever they're doing. I think then often also, what I'm seeing in most B2B companies is doing uh, some level of data enrichment to do segmentations of the businesses they're doing, like the, the companies they're doing businesses with. I mean, the, the most classical way is by segmenting by country, industry, maybe number of employees, uh, those kind of things. So they have a, start having understanding about are there any industries that, that are particularly good for us, trying to understand, okay, which are the good leads when we talk 
when we look at lifetime value, what are the good leads then? If we like talk about the short-term revenue, the deals we just closed, what are the good deals then? Both so that you can start optimizing all your like content and like your tacticals around acquiring customers, but also so that you can ensure that sales get the right leads that are those leads that are most likely to both close and turn kind of long-term business uh, for you. And then the last piece, what with we're seeing some companies, but probably more and more companies starting uh, caring about is the personas. It's trying to understand which personas is involved in the deal, uh, which has to be involved in the deal. So if you are, well, as us, we're selling an advanced data product. So we often need to get like we, the decision makers are often marketing, but often we need someone involved uh, coming from the data side of things and understanding the data and what can we do there. And we need to often have legal. I mean, the larger companies, the more uh, legal will be involved to ensure uh, data processing, all those kind of things are in order. And that's important for us. And so we would early on try to map those personas so we have an understanding of how can we get access to them when time is for that. I think more and more doing that. And so that's probably the the, the last kind of grouping of reports uh, I would say most are doing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I think that's a very, very good way to think about all these different reports. And now let's talk about one piece of content your co-founder, Stefan Hedebrand, actually shared. And it was very, very interesting to me because he outlined several limitations Google tools like Google Analytics have when it comes to measuring B2B growth. Some like you talked about some of them previously. And so some of the things you mentioned were, for example, revenue. So marketing span should be judged by the revenue it generates and definitely do agree with that statement. However, in most B2B companies, revenue comes when a salesperson signs new with the customers. So Google Analytics has no insight into the process. And Stefan also mentioned lifetime value in his post. So for most B2Bs, all growth activities are depending on the LTV. And it's a part of the equation to make positive return on investment, but you unfortunately cannot see this LTV in GA. So continuing on that, could you please tell more about these and maybe some other limitations you've noticed Google Analytics has? Sure. I mean, so the first thing people have to recognize is that Google Analytics tracks people. And so they Google Analytics is a good tool when you're trying to track an individual person. What is that person doing on your website? Maybe also your mobile app if you have that. And so it's a good tool to do that. You can see where did you acquire the customer if everything happens in your app or in your website. And so for that, Google is an excellent tool. Now, when we talk about revenue, it's relatively obvious to kind of understand that well in a b2b world actually there's not one buyer there's multiple personas you need to be involved with so tracking the revenue on those individuals is actually very hard to do in in, in google analytics and it would pro- probably also be partly wrong or at least you would need to do some level of attribution on how you kind of uh, divide the money on all the per- personas inside google analytics and so that's where the limitation starts Revenue for a B2B company in Google Analytics is, well, I don't know how you would do it, but uh, I think that would be very hard to map out. But also, you don't get an insight of the company. So you get the insight of individual users and what they have done, 
but you don't get the inside of concept of an account or a company. What is the company's doing on on Google? Like which companies should we start acting on? Which companies are are doing things? You don't get that. I think then additionally, Google Analytics is limited really to the application and the website. And so for many, that's not, and maybe particularly for B2B companies, that's a bad thing because a lot of activities happen as offline marketing in various forms, such as events or webinars, or it happens as sales phone calls, or support who's helping out the customer, kind of being a success in, in a trial or similar. And so you want to track all that kind of detail because they matter. We see some companies where actually their support is a key kind of decision or a key department into driving uh, trials uh, and making them successful. And if there's no one to do that, then well, then you lose some of that revenue. And if you don't have a way of measuring it, then some could tend to say, hey, well, support, that's just as cost central. Now we have COVID. So let's shut down some of the areas that doesn't kind of impact our short-term revenue and shut down, for example, some of support. Well, that could easily be a bad decision if you if you actually like spending a lot of resources in support to acquire new customers. Then you're also cutting a leg on your growth channel. So having that understanding in details, we also seeing often relations between your help desk website search or organic search you're getting from uh, to those and to sales. Again, you want to invest in the things that kind of drives revenue for you. And if you don't have that holistic view across all your business systems, like whether that's websites, applications, or your systems like your CRM and help desk systems, then you easily lose some of the important details and you end up both at high level and detail level making large mistakes. And that's why I generally I don't think Google Analytics can be used to like for B2B companies, for anything else than trying to uh, acquire more traffic. Like that is the matrix you can use Google Analytics for and driving that. And I don't think that's a one of the important matrices as a marketer. Yeah, I think these are really, really good points. Thanks for sharing. And uh, I especially like the one where you were talking about the individual users versus companies. I do think that that is actually true, that Google Analytics does actually track more data on a user level. but it's very important to put this user in the context of the organization first. And now if we talk about the data sources part. So uh, say if you decide to switch from GA to other data sources, then what these data sources could be or would be in your opinion then? So, I mean, it, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to drive revenue and that is you want to kind of move your marketing team into being responsible for driving revenue and not just being responsible for driving traffic um, or conversions. And that's actually what we see most. In, in very often, we see marketing teams being responsible for to drive conversions. That is their responsibility. That also often in those organizations, when marketing is responsible for that, they actually don't have that large influence at a strategical level. Sales makes the decision there. If marketing wanna kind of have a large seat at this like the strategical table and in the top management team. I think the teams we're seeing having success there are teams that are very good at proving that marketing is driving revenue. And that is their job. That doesn't mean that you don't want to look at traffic, by the way. It, it just means 
that your primary KPI is how much revenue did you drive this month, not how much traffic did we get. But when we talk about the data sources, for me, it's all your business systems. I think they are super crucial. So that is uh, your CRM system, your help desk system, and of course, your marketing automation system as the maybe three primary systems. Then it's your tracking on your websites and applications, mobile applications, if you have that, which typically people do with, well, it depends on kind of what tool you, you're going to use to analyze this. If you're going to use Dream Data, well, then we have availability of that. But there are other CDPs, or we are not a CDP, but there are CDPs out there that they can do this for you as well. Success.segment.com, where you can track the data directly into a database. And similar, you can use, you would probably pull in data from your paid media, whatever paid media you're using. Uh, I mean, most are using Google, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, if you're in the B2B world, I mean, I would use tools like Supermetrics uh, to pull that in. Um, and when I say pull in, I would like, I think there are, you can try to look for tools um, that can do all the work for you. Green data, we are trying to do that. Or you can try to look for, for tools uh, like Supermetrics that help you pull in the data into a database, whatever you're using. Personally, I'm a big fan of, of Google BigQuery, but doesn't have to kind of be uh, your pick. Get all the data in there so you can start reporting on it. And the reports can start at any level. I mean, maybe you start by making one uniform report of how your spend are across all your kind of marketing channels. Maybe you do start by kind of understanding clicks, how many clicks did you acquire from all those kind of different channels. And then you move into using tools such as Dream Data, or you start doing something yourself to understand the more complex attribution, starting doing more rich data analytics on it. You start building a uniform data model, so joining all your customers' data across all these systems so, so that you find one uniform view of looking at the company. You find all the contacts under that company across all those different systems, and you try to do that. And that you can do yourself, which people often do with like data warehouses such as uh, BigQuery and Snowflake. But but if you want to kind of not do that, then, I mean, then take a look around tools that can help you. All right. Awesome, Ola. Thank you so much. And I really love this. It's such a comprehensive way to look at all the data and putting it into a context. I really love it. Uh, so now, can you please tell us where can the listeners learn more about you if they wish to? Yeah. So, I mean, that's very easy. If you want to hear more about us, then go to greendata.io. That's our website. Sign up for well, our ebook or newsletter, and then you can follow us or or request a demo, of course, then, uh, I mean, we'd love to talk with you if you have these problems, understanding a bit more how we can help you. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Pleasure. And that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you in the next episode of the Marketing Analytics Show.